What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? It's your girl, Lethal Gift Queen, whatever you want to call me, of the Dirty Bird Nation Report, the unofficial official podcast of Falcons Twitter. We are back this week. We are not going to talk about titties and ass like last week. Um, that was a fun episode, an educational episode for a lot of you. A lot of you guys took notes. I didn't know so many of you guys did not know anything about titties. Like, what's wrong with y'all? I know more than y'all, but whatever. That's not the point. Today on this episode, we have Sniffles, who's back again. He is not going to bring up the running backs or the Super Bowl this episode. We got our boy Josh on here today again. We have the Don, also known as Falcons World Order. He is here. And we have special guests this week. Introduce yourself, special guests. Hey, I'm the special guest for this episode. Uh, my name is Kofi from The Neighbors on YouTube. Make sure to check us out. And uh, yeah, I'm glad y'all invited me. I appreciate y'all. It should be fun. We appreciate you coming on so much. And a lot of y'all follow him on Twitter, so we'll put Twitter names at the end. He is a great guy to follow and very educational about the Falcons. So first topic on today's list that we want to talk about is our boy uh, Campbell, whatever the fuck you say his name, his statement that he decided to come out and uh, be truthful, something that we've been asking for, uh, basically... He was like, well, you know, it was the Browns, so we didn't prepare for it. And that's, to sum it up, that's what the fuck it was. And for my thoughts on it, which I tweeted on the Dirty Bird Nation Report Twitter page, is we expect for you motherfuckers to play every game like it's your last. We don't care if it's the Browns. We don't care if it's a peewee football team. We expect for you people to go out and play to your fullest every time, to come up with a game plan every time. The people that went to the game did not spend all their hard-earned goddamn money for y'all to be like, oh, it's just the Browns. They could have mm. stayed home. I could have not watched TV and wasted my time. I pay money for an NFL Sunday ticket. Mm. Four months out of the fucking year. Four months. You know how fucking expensive it is? And for you to be like, oh, it was a brown. So we were just like, eh, pisses me the fuck off. And I'm sure everyone who spent their goddamn hard-earned money on plane tickets, hotels, bars, away tickets, all that shit are also pissed off by that shit. Preach. Y'all get paid too much fucking money. Too much fucking money to do this shit. We're sitting here buying your jerseys, your gear, and all that shit, wasting money for y'all to just got to do that shit. Don't do that shit again, ever. If you if you want to do that shit, get off my fucking team. Get off my team. I am a hardcore fan, and I spent too much money on you motherfuckers to go out here and waste my goddamn time. But shit, but let's 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 call a spade a spade though, like. It's I put the blame on the it's on the players, but I put the blame on the coaches too. Like you got to hold them accountable. You know they they really went out there and freestyled a damn game plan and just say, okay, was well, the Browns? We just gonna go out there and just hey play play to our best. They didn't do any game planning, and you can see that jump. Like even on the offense, you know 
you can tell Sark play calling was suspect last Sunday. Mm. I, I it just you can tell there was no game planning at all. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I feel like you know once once I heard him say that, I know have most of y'all play sports, right? Like, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like you know even like let's say after this the first half. I feel like they 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 were arguing with each other. They should have been arguing with each other. Like, all right, so what's going on here? What's going on with that? Even if they said they took them lightly, I know during that whole game they wasn't taking them lightly. Cause I know they got busted in their mouth coming out that half. That was like, all right, let's do better. They still didn't do better. They still got manhandled. I feel like this team just needs to. I don't I don't know what it is, but they need a wake up call. Cause this is they're so inconsistent. It's crazy. We got this offense that should be scoring probably like 25 plus a game. This defense, man, I can I can understand that was going on with all the injuries and stuff, but still 28 to the Browns. That's crazy. It's crazy to me. Man. I don't even want to use the injury card anymore, man. These yeah, I, yeah. I understand that, but still, like these players, they they've the players. Go, they been, they been playing since week two or week three of this season. They should be well alert of how to play the damn game. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, if we have too much talent in Campbell, Rocky True, Grady, Tack, uh, Vic, um, and now Bruce for them to like play like that. Like it's too much talent. Like with the people that that's playing now, they could field a, a what, a average type of defense. And for that effort that they gave in Cleveland, that's that's inexcusable. Like like I like I'm a UJ fan and I seen Chubb play for like the last four years, five mm-hmm. years, like once he hit that cut, I knew he was going. So, so for for them to let, allow that to happen, it shows like like they they not taking shit seriously. Like so, like why why should we as as fans? Like if if you don't care, why should I care as a fan? I I, I did say it last week that the Browns do have a pretty solid defense. Like yeah. they're not they're, the the Browns aren't really a joke. Like I know they haven't won a lot of games in the last three years, but. They do have talent on defense, so I'm not that surprised that the the Falcons couldn't really score the ball. But the fact that the Falcons' defense got lit up by a rookie quarterback and a rookie running back against a team with no head coach, that's that's a bad look. Like, I know the Falcons got injuries and all that, but you got a a six-foot quarterback out here slinging it all over the field. Like, come on. Like, you're getting lit up by a rookie. Like, this is what his – his sixth or seventh game, and he's yeah. tearing y'all up. Like, who's the deep? Like, I know y'all like to get on Sark, but at some point, we got to start looking at this defensive coordinator who can't come up with a game plan against a rookie quarterback. Like, I know Baker Mayfield is fine, but he's still a rookie. All right. I don't even think he threw an incompletion that whole first half, did he? Uh, nah. nah, nah, not that first half, no. That's, it. That's crazy. Because, like, he kept, he kept throwing it towards, um, True yeah, true. Because True was not letting anything go past him, so he was so True was allowing everything that was underneath him. Underneath, that was those 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 ten fifteen yard passes. You know that that made first downs, and that's how they went down the field on us, man. They, they had the ball plenty of times at the ten yard line and the five yard line. They just went down the field and scored yeah. on us. Yeah, for some reason, the Falcons love making rookie quarterbacks look like the greatest thing since sliced bread. I don't know what that's about, but it's pissing me off. Every rookie quarterback we've played, they look great. And the inconsistency in the defense, 
Nobody come to me with injuries and all that bullshit because we lit the Redskins ass up. We stopped them. We stopped AP and mm. we stopped Saquon. So I don't want to hear shit about injuries on defense from anybody. If we can stop those two and we can't stop Chubb, like, what the fuck? What is going on on this shit? And the shit that really pisses me off is we're I'm 99% sure that we're going to light the Cowboys' ass up this week. We're going to drop like 40 on their asses and win the game. That is what pisses me off about this team. I honestly, I, I said on Twitter like a couple of days ago, like, I wouldn't be surprised if we go like on a three game win streak and lose to the Cardinals at home. Like, that, that's the type of team that we got. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, right now the Falcons are at the eighth seed. And they're one game behind the Packers. Yeah. So I mean, just to I mean, you gotta keep pace with like the Packers are kind of on a on a hot streak right now. So at this point, it the division that's gone because New Orleans isn't slowing down anytime soon, barring any injuries. The Panthers, I know they they shit the bed on what Thursday, mm-hmm. but they're still six and three. And then you got the Vikings are kind of falling down, but the Packers are moving up. So that that game against Cleveland, like I said it last week, like that's the, those are the kind of games that you have to have. I know it's the Browns, but it's it's the Browns. Like I understand, it's, you got to win that game, yeah. especially if you're a team that's trying to get to the playoffs. Yeah, and like I said last week, um, granted, like you said, it's the Browns off the name, but like you said, they are a much improved team. Like they were, they're better than what their record shows, and. They could have beat New Orleans in New Orleans and Tampa Bay in yeah. Tampa. So, so like, that alone should tell you not to take them seriously. Because, again, as much as I hate to say it, New Orleans, they're one of the best teams in the league. And they, they almost beat them in, in their own place. They just screwed up, like, three times and lost the game. That's facts. The, Fal- the Falcons came in and played as if they don't have veteran leadership, like a veteran coaching staff, like – a bunch of players that have been to the playoffs, that have been to the, been to a big game. Uh, I Matt Ryan's been in the league for almost ten years. Julio Jones has been around there. Dan Quinn has been up and down the block in the NFL. Like they should be, like that's something that the Browns would do. A young team would do, like the Raiders, where they they have a good win and then they just you know have a trap games, so to speak, and they just kind of are coming unprepared, undisciplined, and all that stuff. That's not something that you would expect from a Falcons team with an MVP, a top-two wide receiver, uh, a potential a top-five coach, depending on how you feel about Dan Quinn. Like, it, it can't be that. But the thing is, they went in, that, they went in this game – and they thought the Browns were really going to give us something. They really thought they was going to hand us something. Yeah, they hand us a L. But that's the thing, like, you can't just expect that you can just, like, run over any team. Like, you have to game plan. Right. I don't – like I said before, like, I don't care if we playing the Browns or the damn Patriots. Like, we need to win every game. We don't have – we are we we are four and five. We don't have any – like, before this game, before this game this past Sunday with the Browns, we really – we didn't have any room for errors. We don't have – we don't have – we cannot afford to lose any more games. If we really want to make the playoffs, this the, we the NFC is a tough conference. This this upcoming schedule is 
that y'all needed that Browns game because, yeah. like, like y'all are saying, yeah. like next week, next week is Dallas. Dallas got a dub last week against Philly, and then you got the Saints in three days New Orleans, later, three or four days in, later. Yeah, on a short week in short New Orleans, week. and then you got then you got Baltimore, then you got the Packers, and then the then you finish the season with uh, two division games. Like you like one or two losses in this little stretch, especially a loss a loss to New Orleans. It's a wrap. You can pretty, you can pretty much yeah. put the season on ice at that point and save Matt Ryan and Julio for 2019. Let uh, us pray or meditate or whatever you do, whoever you worship. We need to do that. Oh Lord, help me. Well, let's get into some shit, shall we? Uh-oh. Let's get it. All right. We got True, Alfred, and Vic Beasley. What the fuck are these three doing? <laughs> what are y'all doing? Seriously. True can't cover for shit. True's letting people slide right past him. Ain't even going to attack him. Alfred's been shit. If you've been listening to his podcast for a long time, I've been saying Alfred's been shit since the jump. So, and then we got Vic. Vic, what are you doing? Why are you here? Like, y'all go ahead. Battle it out. Uh, I would like to say Vic Beasley, I knew it from the start. Even that season where he had the 16 sacks, I noticed it was a lot of backup tackles. Rookie quarterbacks was holding on to the ball too long. I did a video on it a long time ago, roasting him. I got a lot of flack for it, but now it's starting to show. This man gets pushed back like 10 yards off the ball. He expect he tries to use his speed all day. Don't work. I I've been wanting Vic Beasley out of here. I I can't stand him. As far as uh true, true has the worst hands I've ever seen in my life. I don't know how many picks I've seen this man drop. And as far as Alfred, uh, we just what y'all what do y'all think we're gonna draft like a corner next year or what where do y'all what do y'all think? We need to. I yeah. like not like, first round, but yeah. I think we should do second round. Like second round, we need to get another corner in second round. Yep. It's crazy. Or do y'all like what do y'all think is just the coverage or is it because of lack of pressure from like Vic Beasley and the whole team? It's, it's, it's both. Bad. Both because because from what True was how True is playing, he's playing off what Callaway or Galloway, what that boy name is for, for Browns. But he's playing, he's playing off of him like five, ten yards. And this is a rookie of right receiver. Like, granted, he can run, but at the same time, like, there's no way you should be that far off of a rookie wide receiver. Like, like you're a right, Pro Bowl cornerback. Like, play to your potential, dude. Like, and then with 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 Vic, like I I wipe my hands with Vic. Like I. <laughs> I try to get him the benefit of the doubt, but he, 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 he's just not it. I, and, yeah. then, and, and then, like with Rocky, someone made a point: like Rocky may not really be fully healthy with his ankle because with that with that touchdown pass that Baker Mayfield um, threw on Rocky, nine times out of ten, Rocky he comes across and break that pass up, but he just got beat across across his face and for the touchdown. So I don't even think Rocky's is fully healthy, and and on top of that, I think he. I think he really needs Rico back there to help him out play. I've been saying that for all season, yeah. too. So, yeah. Yep. As as soon as Allen dropped out, Rico's – I mean, fucking Rico. <laughs> Alfred's, <laughs> Alfred's production has gone down. Like, the man used to, pre-Rico's injury, 
he used to look back and break up that pass before it became a touchdown. And now all he's doing is focusing on the receiver and letting these people get touchdowns. He's not even looking to see where the ball is. Like, there's so many opportunities that he missed. All he had to do was look back. Fucking look back, break the shit up. It's not hard. Like I said, it's what they do in that fucking training shit that I was talking about. What is that? That NFL draft combine combine shit. (laughs) It is what you do there. Fundamentals. It's not hard. Do it on the field. Look back. Like I told someone on Twitter, his neck ain't broken. He can still turn his fucking neck. It's not broken. His ankle may be hurt, but his neck isn't hurt. So figure it out. Yep. Vic, we're just going to wash our hands with him. Yes. I don't think with him anymore. I don't know. Get Oliver prepared. Uh, I think uh, Don said someone wants Collins back. We do not need PED Collins back, okay? All he's going to do is work out for the Colts, and then six months later, he's going to shoot up again and get suspended forever, okay? No Collins. Well, no. Why don't we bring Collins back? We already got Oliver fit. Yeah, Oliver, exactly. We got Oliver. Oliver is just a, a better, a sound, a more technical, better version of, of, of Collins. He's just, he's just a, a rookie. I won't take steroids. Better not take steroids. I swear to God. <laughs> take steroids, I'm coming to Flowery Branch. She said, shoot up. We had a dilemma. The Falcons had a dilemma this year, like with paying, paying players, okay? Like, True, true. I think he's locked in his contract for another year or two. Rocky, we can let we can we can walk away from him this year. Yeah, Vic, we you know we ain't got to pay Vic shit, you know, and you got to realize who's coming up for pay for, to get paid. Grady Jarrett still hasn't got paid. I right. um next year we got to pay. We got to think about paying Debo and uh, Neil. Mm-hmm. Those are players we got to pay. Those are mm-hmm. football. Those are pro bowlers. They're they going to get paid. So, like I said before, like, we need to – the draft, we need the first first round, we need to get a strong side DN that's going to rep- pretty much replace Vic Beasley. And um, second round, get another DB. I agree. Get another DB who's can, who can, you know, who can play either on the outside or, or um, play um, – Play nickel, you know, to cover a slot receiver. You know. Yeah. So the thing is, because I told people, like, you know, the thing is, Rocky and um True Front, those are not Quinn players. Those are those are Mike Smith players. Yeah. So they they plant they playing in a system that they not familiar with. Now, I understand people can say, Oh, well, um Rico Allen, he's not a, he's not an uh, Dan Quinn person, but Rico, he's real smart. He can adapt to anybody's um system. And right. he adapted well to our system. But at the same time, True went to his only Pro Bowl in, in this system. So it's like it's like you you it's like you could you can stay there, but at the same time, True just need to play better. Period. And I also said this too, uh, Josh, like maybe we need to look at hiring a, a DB coach. You yep. know, maybe DB coaching not teaching they teaching the uh proper techniques to our DB. Manuel is the is the DB coach. 
I think it's I think it's Mallory. And Dub Mallory is a D. He's he's listed as a DB coach. Oh, okay. But I get I, I get I get what you're saying. You know, like Manuel, he does a lot because he used to play DB. Right. But I really think Mallory, Doug Mallory, whatever his name is, yeah, he needs to go. Like I just heard, like Terrell Austin um, from the Bengals got fired. Yeah. And he know he knows DBs well, and you know he he built that system up there in, in Detroit with those DBs. Maybe we can bring him in next year, you know, as a possibility. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens uh, this fucking offseason. Hey. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what we need to do. How did how did um Bruce Servin look? Because he's supposed to be a, a pass rushing specialist, and the the best friend for a poor secondary is a good pass rusher. He did good, but you can tell he still – he, people keep saying, well, he's familiar with Quinn's system. Yeah, that was in Seattle. And Seattle had different a breed of players than we have here now in, in Atlanta. So I'm going to give Bruce Irvin a pass on this game, this pass game, and I he probably start lighting it up probably this week or the game against the Saints. Yeah. Yeah, and he yeah. wasn't in that much this game. Yeah. I was about to say it too. Yeah, he 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 really was in that much. Yeah, he wasn't in that much. Yeah, we we played a lot of base. We played a lot of base in this in this um game. Exactly. Played like shit. (laughs) 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 Uh, on to the offense. I mean, I don't have much to say about the offense except some people were blaming Sark um and saying it was his fault. A lot of people are blaming uh, blaming Matt as they usually do because Matt plays every position on offense and calls every play. Uh, but the one thing I do want to address, we can address other stuff. But the main thing I want to address is that Matt Ryan picture being floated around of that fourth and whatever with the fucking lines on it, and people are saying he needs to he should have ran it in. Okay, first of all. Yes, was there a gap from that particular angle? Yes. However, count the lines on the field to see how many fucking yards he is away from scoring. The man would have gotten swallowed up. Point blank, period. So stop creating this false narrative. Stop being Trump Jr. and creating this false fucking narrative. Okay? That's all I gotta say. Y'all's take... Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Matt Ryan trying to run through that. Like, those, these NFL player reaction times is something crazy. If Matt Ryan would have tried to run in there, we would probably have an injured quarterback going into this next game. So, it, it's easy to say what you could have done after the play has been done. So, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, that he did with the best he could. Now, us passing on uh, fourth and, what was it, one on that when we turned the ball over in the red zone? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what we could have done better because we got stuffed, like, what, three times trying to run the ball. And then they tried to switch it up. Julio got double teamed down low. I seen that. So I, I don't know what we could have done better in that situation. Probably a different play to, you know, free up Julio or Calvin. But I feel like our red zone offense is getting a little bit better. I just feel like our offensive line, you know, we begin bullied sometimes when we get down there. We just need to kind of muscle it up and muscle it in there next time. 
Man, I, w- I would have settled for a jet sweep at that at the at the one y'all line. <laughs> like you you can't the brothers were too stout up the middle. Like mm-hmm. you, you you was beating them on the edge all game. So why are you gonna go up the middle on them in in somewhere in the compact area at the one y'all line? Like like play to your player's strength. Like that that's why I feel like Sark doesn't do. Like you you have Coleman, like again, he was getting to the edge with ease. Throughout the day, so why are you going to send him up through the middle? Like, just let him run to the pylon, run that the, the little toss play that you like to run eighty times a game, <laughs> and just let him run that and see if he can score off of that. Or he could have just had handed the ball to Ricky Ortiz and got right. in. Like it was at or, the one yard line. Or well, Ortiz he was inactive, and two he that man garbage. He's a waste of space <laughs> on the team. Like I would never forgive him for the Eagles game when he got blown up. And and cost the linebacker to make that play on free at the goal line, and we yeah. turn the ball over on that. He should not be on this team. Period. Man, you can't look at man. Everybody played like crap week one, man. True, <laughs> true. That was but, a glor- that was a glorified preseason game for the Falcons because a lot of those players, our starters, they did not play that much. They didn't get that many reps in the preseason. I, I would give you that, but at the same time, I can get people like Julio Matt, uh to new uh free I give them the benefit of doubt because they make plays. If you're this if this is your first year on the team and you're you're getting blown up, like I don't want you out there because you're a liability. Mm. In my you, opinion. You got a point there. Yeah he it, that that's that's a point. Yeah that's a good point. But you know how could you get like my thing is how can you get better if you're not getting enough reps? You know he's either you go, you get more reps, you go do good, you get more reps, and then, you know, you're not going to get good. Just like, um, you know, Duke Riley, he has his ups and downs. But, you know, that's yeah. defense, and now we're talking about offense. So, but I don't know, man. And then on top of that, like, Ryan Schrader, man, his dude's man. been trash oh all year. God, like, <laughs> I got a problem with him, too. Anytime <laughs> Matt Ryan gets sacked, it's going to be from the damn right side. He he never been that same since he got the concussion against the Packers. Like, man. And then yeah, y'all boy gave up another sack. Jake Matthews. <laughs> I think we're gonna be stuck with him. Schrader, I think we can do better. Hey, you oh, know, yeah. yeah, Schrader gotta go after get, this year. Jake Matthews going against Miles Garrett, you know. He you know, hey, Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett, he's a great Pass rusher, so you know he go. They, he won some battles. He lost some battles um, last Sunday. So they, I know it was gonna be like an even matchup between him and uh, Garrett. So is the truth. Like I said before on this podcast, dog, you a raggedy O line. Y'all get paid too much fucking money to be getting blown up. What are they? The third highest paid O line. I think the highest paid online. That's that's even more bullshit. God damn it, protect my fucking quarterback. Raggedy bitches. Oh. I will say one thing though. Shout out to Matt Ryan. Uh he he's going crazy. Well, he got like three interceptions this year so far. Yeah. Uh dealing with that offensive line. I you know, I feel like he don't get enough respect, man. It's it's sad to say. Yeah, he don't get enough respect around here. 
It is not, man. Especially from our own fans, man. They be like wanting to cut him every like one mistake. They be want to cut him. Yeah, because they, 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 because they, some of these fans, they still Jill Scott and Mike Vick, man. The only people that publicly slander and criticize Matt Ryan are Falcons fans. Like Matt Ryan had a bad game, and I I don't watch as much Falcons coverage as, as y'all, obviously, but this this past week, mainstream media, I didn't hear a peep about Matt Ryan. They were crushing Tom Brady, though. But Matt Ryan, like, no one said anything about him. Like he the only negative things I see about Matt Ryan is from Falcons fans. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They want to they want to build up this false narrative that he doesn't get respect. He doesn't get respect from his own fan base. Yeah. And that's where they get it from. Yep. Yeah. Only only game Matt Ryan had a back only this season is the Eagles game. That was it. Other mm-hmm. than that, Matt Ryan has been playing great. Yeah, I might even say he up there with the uh the MVP race with uh Breeze <laughs> and the Mahomes. He's in the conversation, but if I had to no, pick, no, if, I, if I had to pick, it would either go to Mahomes or, or Gurley. Matt Ryan is not in the conversation right now. He is. You're just mad that Andrew Luck isn't in the conversation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matt is top five in, in passing yards, and he has the same amount of touch, passing touchdowns as Drew Brees. And Brees. I understand all of his uh, individual stats, but when it comes to being in the MVP conversation, you're not going to be in that conversation if your team is two games out of the playoffs. Like that's but, never happened before. But but, but his, it doesn't his, happen. It's not the, it's not his his problem. That I I understand. That. I'm not saying it is Matt Ryan's fault, but when we're talking about MVPs, we're not looking at a team that's seven and nine and saying like, Oh, well this guy put up good numbers. He's an MVP conversation. No, that's not what we do. You got to be at least a playoff team, at least with a winning record. The Falcons don't have that. So Matt Ryan is not in the conversation. He still got time. He still got time. He still got time. I I get it. Like if the Falcons, if the Falcons get, if Matt Ryan and the Falcons can get to eight and eight and get in the playoffs and he wins MVP, I would totally, well, Outside like Patrick, no- Patrick Mahomes and, and Gurley, they, they they they're in the top two. They bottom. If the Falcons could get to eight and eight, and Matt Ryan continues to play at the level he's playing, he can be in that conversation. When you're, when you're four and five, and you're two, and you're in the you're the what seven seed, eight seed? No, you're not in the conversation. Marcus, spoiler alert on this man: there will be no eight and eight teams coming out of the NFC going to the playoffs. I'm sorry, that just that's my prediction. There will be no eight and eight teams going to the playoffs this year. Mm. Fair enough. I so greatly we, we really got we got to win nine, ten games and get in the playoffs. Get a wild card. Yep. Yeah, the, the second wild card at that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I mean that's my, I, I just want to get in the dance because I mean we got in last year and we knocked out LA. As long as we get in the dance, I'm fine. Well, I'm sick of this, man. All right. Why we can't think like in our franchise history, we never repeated as division champs. Like, I just wanted to, I, like, after 2016, I just want us to repeat as the South Division champs. Say, so, I mean, hey, well, at least you know, Carolina they went on a three a three year streak, New but, Orleans about to win it back to back. They won it back to back before, like, hell, it, like, we win the damn division every three, four years. 
but but the thing is, it's I mean, it's it 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 doesn't hold the uh, it doesn't hold weight if you don't win a ring out of it, though. I mean, yeah, you you repeat it as division champs, but what you do with it, nothing. That's true. Yeah. That whole season I went to waste. Super Bowl of bust. So I mean, yeah. I, I I can see what you're saying. If if God, please don't let this happen. But if if the Aints went on to win the Super Bowl, then yeah, that that would hold some pre, pre, precedence. But if you're just winning back to back the division, and you get outstanding like the wild card of the division round, like I mean, you get a, a, a cookie for it. That's, that. Yeah, that's I mean that's that's really it. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know how this shit is going to end. But with us playing the Browns like that, hell, we can just go to hell right now. It's scary. But, yeah, it is <laughs> scary. I'm so sorry for everybody that had to endure that Matt Ryan talk by uh, Marcus. This is why we don't have him on this goddamn podcast. He's a Colts fan, and he's mad because Andrew Luck has a noodle arm. His arm sucks. (laughs) We apologize, and South Breeze will be back soon. He's still pimping all over the world, getting hoes, all that stuff. (laughs) So let's get in listener questions. First question. Uh, Well, we already answered this shit. It's from Jalissa. She wants to know why are True and Alfred so trash? We answered that question, so we're going to go to the next one. Lieutenant Dan, shout out to you from Unintentional Grounding, wants to know who a surprise cut could be in 2019. The surprise cut? Yep, from the team. Hmm. Uh, If we're talking surprises, I don't think think he's going to get cut, but uh, a player that might not be on the team next year that would be a surprise would be uh, Devontae Freeman. You raggedy bitch. What did I say at the beginning of the podcast? What did I say? I ain't gonna lie. He took my answer too. <laughs> oh, so all y'all are gonna be raggedy bitches today, huh? Yeah, because that it's a surprise, that's a surprise cut. Like we, we know we already know, okay, we may not sign offer back, we may not sign Vic back. Muhammad Sanu pretty much is done with the production of Ridley. And then we still got, you know, we still got Hall on the team, and we still got um, Russell Gage, who hasn't really showed us anything, but I know he's going to be good for us. Like, who else? Like, I'm not going to say a surprise cut be Ryan Schrader, you know. Richards or something. (laughs) Yeah. That's not a surprise cut. We know these people are not going to be back next year. Now, Freeman, that would be a surprise for something. Coleman is a toss-up. Coleman (laughs) – we don't know. You know, Sark may really cap hard because I really think Sark, uh, Sark is going to cap real hard for um, Coleman. You know, because I really think Coleman is a Steve Sarkeesian guy. Yeah. Hmm. I guess. Y'all are still hoes for that. <laughs> well, we're just stating facts. Whatever. Uh, next fucking question. Oh. Mika slash Snicker wants to know why are we still rooting for these mofos? <laughs> That's a good question. It's an addiction. Uh, yeah, they're the home team, and you know, we're 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 in a abusive relationship with them, yes. and uh, and we feel like we can't find anyone better. So 
We just mm-hmm. hoping, we're just hoping and praying that they change for the better. Yeah. <laughs> Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> Straight like that. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> the Falcons are. Ike I love them. <laughs> right. The Falcons are Ike Turner and Joe Jackson put together. <laughs> Pretty much. And we're just in it for the ride. Shit. If you didn't give up your fandom after that one game that might have happened that one year in February. It never happened. Then you're just stuck. We're just stuck. <laughs> it is what it is at this point. Yeah, that that, that uh, is definitely it's definitely true. Yeah. Yeah. Have y'all seen have y'all seen uh, Doctor Have y'all seen Doctor Strange before? The, the fucking Marvel movie? Yeah. Well, spoiler yeah. alert. Towards the Ooh, end where he keeps where where Doctor Strange keeps going back to that uh like the final bad guy and he keeps dying every time. That's what Falcons fans are. It's just <laughs> it's just an eternal circle of like I'm gonna go here and I'm gonna die. I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna die again. And I'm gonna keep going back and keep dying. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, this is off subject. I just felt the need. So one time I took an edible at night, but it was really good and I ate too much of it. And the whole time I was like paranoid that I was in a Doctor Strange reality of where that was happening. I was kept going and coming back and like dying and going and coming back. It was really horrible. That was a horrible night. My group chat knows about that. Sounds like a good edible. Oh, it was very tasty, but it was horrible. Like I thought I was I was dead ass about to call the uh, white coat people to come pick me up. Mm. <laughs> and I was high for like twenty hours. Like I went to work and I was still high. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny, it was horrible. Uh, anyway. <laughs> enough of that. Uh Blue Jay Falcon wants to know why did we lose to the Browns? We had to answer that shit. Next question. Uh, tough Juice Stone wants to know where's the pass rush. He is tired of seeing opposing QBs just sit there and carve up our defense. Good question. That's a good question, but I really people need really people. I need really people start to really pay attention. I know we watched the game, but I really need y'all to start watching every snap, like on defense, like. Yes, pass rush has been absent. But what the Browns did this game, they took up some numb, they took information from the game we played against Andy Dalton against the Bengals. And they used the same thing to beat us. Guys, there was a lot of passes that Baker Mayfield did. It was like two second, two second throws after yep. they snapped the ball. Yeah, they so, came out quick. Yeah, they came out quick. Like you you can't expect a pass rush to get to the quarterback in no two seconds. I'm sorry, like that's there's no there's no way he yeah. was not standing back in the pocket that long that much that many times in the game. Yeah, everybody <laughs> needs to go back and look at that game. That, that's why I felt like we we should have went to like some type of like jamming situation with with True and uh, and, and the other cornerbacks. Like just start the timing, like get get the D, get the D line some some type of time to get get the Baker, but. No, nobody picked up on that, and we just played ten yards off the receivers exactly. and whatnot. Because exactly. Baker Mayfield's not out there making multiple reads, like right. like you said, he's a rookie quarterback. He's probably looking at his first read. If it ain't there, he's throwing it to 
throwing it away or running it. Like, exactly. He's not making all these multiple reads and do it like you jam his receivers at the line of scrimmage, make him think a little bit, make him pause, and give your pass for uh, an opportunity to get to him. But you play 10 yards off of the receivers the entire game, like I'll go out there and complete some passes. Yeah. <laughs> First read was open all the all, all game, like, you know. So, like I said, you know, it, your your pass rush and your DBs, it's a symbiotic relationship. They work. It's a cohesive group. So if your DBs got to be athletic, just as your pass rush has to be athletic. So if that, in that game, we know Cleveland and the Falcons should have known this, that Baker Mayfield is getting rid of the ball every two seconds, we should have switched it up. Yeah. We should have probably went into a 3-4. We should have switched up to a 3-4. But the thing is, you know, would that would that work? We don't know because we just don't have the talent at DBs. And, like, my question is, why the hell Isaiah Oliver wasn't out there? Mm. Good question. Like, they got to they, – they have to make a switch. They going to, like, understand – True and, uh, and um, offer again paid. They getting paid a lot of money, and they say, "Oh, we got to play them." They but screw that. Like they just got to just collect a check on the bench and put all about that because they costing us these games. Yeah, true. True himself cost us that Bengals game. <laughs> Man, <laughs> he sure did. Sure did. Speaking of true and them, uh, Sean. 8088 wants to know why the hell are the corners playing so far off of the receiver? That's a good question. Yeah, I don't know why. It's especially true. I don't know. I don't know. Right. That's what I'm like. I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but no, it, 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 it is puzzling because it's like 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 you you had a physical corner in Sherman in, in Seattle, like like why can't you just let True play like that, like, like yeah, exactly. And my question is, these DBs they play against the best wide they practice against the best wide receiver course in the damn league. Why are y'all so damn sorry when we played these other damn receivers who ain't even nowhere near close to talent of Julio Jones, Kevin Ridley, and Muhammad Sanu. Y'all get what I'm saying? That is a great question. Y'all get what I'm saying? I'm just saying, like, iron sharpens iron. Iron's supposed to sharpen iron. So you practicing every single day against Julio Jones, against Kevin Ridley. Why are we getting beat by down some damn receivers the league don't even really know about? That's true, because I, I remember going to one of the practices. I seen True Font manning up with uh, Julio, bumping him on the line. He was winning the battle, so I was like, all right, I'm ready for this season. Now I come to, you know, I'm coming to these games. This man getting beat by Browns receivers. I don't even know rookies, and it's just crazy to me. Bengals receivers, I don't know. I, I'm still trying to figure it out, too. I don't know. I don't understand. This is crazy. We're going to have to question. Uh, <laughs> what's the name? Mar- I don't know how to say his fucking first name. Uh, defensive coach because we need yeah yep him this is ridiculous 
last question. Um, I'm assuming this is Javier. I don't know how to say the last name. Sorry, I'm not. My Spanish ain't very good anymore. How does someone get so bad? With last year, he was fire, referring to Alfred. Rico was hurt. <laughs> Rico ain't up top with him. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I said, I, I've been saying this all season, you know, like ever since Rico went down, like who we can know, not Julio, but we can tell Rocky's numbers has been down and people have been telling me, well, that just, it, it, you just, you just reaching and like stuff like, no, I'm not reaching. Like Rico was the pretty much the, the coach on the field. He pretty much told Rocky and other players what to do, how to line up. Oh, they got to run this play. He kept watch, watch this. You know, now he's he's not he's on he's on injured reserve. He ain't got that. He ain't got that luxury anymore. So now we seeing his numbers go down. But I've been saying this even before uh, Rico got hurt. They should have moved Rocky to nickel and had Oliver on the outside. Oliver and True be your outside corners. Yeah, and that probably would have, you know, like I said, I don't know. Just, I'm just upset how these how how we paying we we are paying these two players a lot of money for nothing. (laughs) We can we can have third string third stringers come out there and do the same thing. Hell, I can get I can get my dog on busted behind out there and 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 probably. Get the same production, or probably a little bit better than what the hell they doing right now. Yeah, you were definitely right about that. Uh, we gonna some gotta give, especially with those two, and next year and the pay, because fucking Neil and Debo need to be paid. Point blank, period. And True and Rocky can get off my team. True, True got respect to his deal. True yeah. gonna be here for another year or two. So true ain't going anywhere. So no, no, stuck I, I, no I'm, I know that. I'm just saying he got to like he's got to rework it. Yeah, like you, you gotta, you gotta pay back some money because you, you paying like shit, and we don't need that. He said he owed the city. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. The hell. So that's the end of the listener questions. Uh, last thing I want to talk about. I know this has nothing to do with the Falcons, but um. I ran to a Steelers fan last night, and I he was talking about Bell. Um, and I asked him, I was like, my guy, like, was Bell wrong for doing what he did? Like, did he fuck himself up or not? And he said he did. He was like, yeah, Bell fucked himself up, you know. But at the same time, we both agreed that running backs should make more money. And that he was kind of doing the right thing for running backs, but he did fuck himself over. And then today we find out that Bell did not walk back into the locker room. And this video came out, which I retweeted on the Dirty Bird Nation Report page, of his so-called quote-unquote teammate just taking his shit and posting it online. Like they're salty and mad that he hasn't come back. To me, that's some complete ho shit. And that pisses me off that you would do this to your teammate, even though you guys are doing fairly well. 
for yourselves as a team without Bell. I want to know y'all's thoughts on that, on his contract, on him not coming back, and on how the team is acting towards Bell now. Uh, when I seen that video, too, I always tell YouTube and my homies, the league ain't loyal. So you got to look out for yourself. And the man with Le'Veon Bell, like 26, 27, or something like that, yeah. this, this is last chance to get a big contract. And the way Pittsburgh was doing how they kept franchise tagging him until they don't need him no more, I agree with Bell. I, I would hold out, too. And his teammates, I seen them cleats, them 11, them Concord 11 cleats. I would have been mm-hmm. picked. They snatching up this man's shoes, you know, like, we teammates. We supposed to be brothers. And y'all over here just stealing my stuff. Like, that's crazy to me. So, at the end of the day, I agree with Bell. You got to look out for yourself. And look at how what happened with Earl Thomas. This man played, you know, he was holding out before, and then he played, and he got hurt. Now, who knows what type of contract he going to get coming off that injury. So, Le'Veon Bell, man, salute to you. <laughs> get your money. Look uh, out, I agree. I agree with what he's doing right now. Uh, I, I, I don't. I told my brother and, my, and that homeboy that, um, that Le- whoever's telling Le'Veon to hold out is, was an idiot because in, in today's NFL, a running back is a dime a dozen. You can find we this is our, I, um, Edo, Edo Smith is our second decent running back that we found in, in the fourth round outside of free. You can find running backs throughout the draft. So for that, him to for, mm-hmm. so for him to sit out and wait, waste for and not even accumulate the fourteen million that he was guaranteed for just for this year was was idiotic. Like I don't know who was telling him to sit out, but whoever it was, he to go kill them and like to never <laughs> take 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 advice from him ever again because that that was just plain out stupid. Like nobody's gonna pay a running back quarterback money, so get that out your head, dude. Like like. Like it was hard for for free to get his money. Not saying that they're the same player, but at the same time, it's like nobody's paying running backs in this time and age of the NFL. If you're not a quarterback or or a, a left tackle or a primary uh, Khalil Mack type of player, you're not That's getting that, you're not getting that type of money. So so again, that was just dumb on his part. And on top of that, every game he missed, he lost money. He lost over right. eighty. Thousand, like I'm sorry, like it was, uh, I feel like fourteen you altogether. Know, you, 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 straight on losing eighty two k a game a week. No, it was Shoot. like eight hundred. It was like I think it was like eight hundred a game, eight hundred thousand a game that he lost. Man, uh, I wish I did. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I think uh, serviceable running backs are a dime a dozen. You can find any running back to get you possibly like 800 to 900 yards a season. But if you're looking for an elite playmaker, like a Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell is right up there with Todd Gurley. And if Le'Veon Bell wants to get his money, I feel like he should do whatever it takes to get his money because there's other lesser running backs getting their money. Like David Johnson from the Cardinals got some money uh, from 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 the Cardinals this last year. Saquon Barkley, a rookie, got his contract fully guaranteed mm-hmm. as a running back. If I'm Le'Veon Bell and I see that kind of stuff, I'm like, nah, bro, it, it can't be that. Now, obviously, it's a risky move for him, but he essentially got a free year. He got a, a year off as a running back, so that's, what, 400 carries less that he has to take into his next year? And I, I think I think a, a team 
a team that wants him is gonna pay him what he wants because what? you know what he can give you. He's a he's a top. He's probably the second best running back for me. He's number one. What, what based on his versatility? What what's gonna hurt him? They're gonna look at okay. You said that this year, but look at James Conner. This guy's a second year player. He already rushed for ten touchdowns, and you never did that in your career at any point. So you think James Conner? You think James Conner is no, better than no, Le'Veon Bell? No, no, no. I was about to say, granted, he's not. But look at the Pittsburgh offense. They're not missing a beat. They had a few struggles there for a while because James Conner's on the fantasy team. So there was a couple games where they yeah, struggled. Yeah, they struggled out. They came out of the gate with one and two, one and three, or something like yeah. that. But but again, the offense caught fire and they're not missing Le'Veon for nothing. I, I get that, but let James Con- let James Conner do be that productive for three or four years, and all of a sudden his money is time to come up. And they're like, nah, we're gonna get rid of you. You know what I'm saying? Because he's on a rookie deal. Yeah. So when his contract is up, if they feel like they can do better, they're just gonna get rid of James Conner. Right, right. But There's I, no I, loyalty. It's it's no. th- th- when it comes to your money, be as selfish as you gotta be, especially for a running back. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell's gonna get all like he lost 14 million dollars this year. He'll get that back. But he's gonna he's gonna get he can either get like a transitional tag, which gets him 25 million dollars for a year. Oh, they said they they're not doing that. And Pittsburgh, I mean, it's, a, it's an option. That's so nice. Y'all gotta look at yeah. you gotta look at the history of Pittsburgh too. because uh, they organization is real like real like crazy. Like I remember Heinz Ward, um literally the dude retired because he did not wanna and he you know Heinz Ward, he still had some miles left in the tank. He retired the, the Steelers did not want to resign him. Okay. So he what he did, he retired because he did not want to play for another team. So this when the Steelers make up their mind saying that this is what you're gonna make and we're not gonna give you that mu- we're not gonna give you more than what, what you think that you're gonna get, that's what that they're very like stuck up with what they wanna do. Yes, they have their mind made up of how much they're gonna wanna pay. You can, you're not gonna bar like it's the same thing with the Patriots. You cannot go in there and, and negotiate and try to, you know, bid outbid what you're trying to get. With, the, with those organizations, they're going to pay you what they think or what they want to pay you because they know their brand is, is going to still going to continue to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. That's what I like about the Patriots. They can easily replace you. They'll find somebody else quick. Right. Exactly. Same, thing with the, same thing with the Steelers, too, you know. But I still think somebody out there, a team going to pay Le'Veon, man. Somebody like probably like, you know, Raven or yeah, Jets, Green if Green Bay got that money, they still need a running back. I feel like that's the thing. Green Bay, that's one of the reasons why Aaron Rodgers has been struggling is he doesn't have a running game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean his team maybe Gruden might slip up and fail him too. Who knows? But I, I just say that because I'm I I'm personally not in favor of paying running backs. That's just me. Mm-hmm. I'm in the same boat. I wouldn't pay a running, I wouldn't pay a running back. No crazy money. I would. I'm not even a fan of drafting a running back in the first round. Right. Like that's how. That's what I. Th- that's what I feel about running backs. But when you have a running back like Le'Veon Bell, who's a top two running back, I mean, teams are gonna they're gonna back up the brick truck for that guy because he's a special player. Yep, that's a fact. I mean, I listened to Bomani Jones like two months ago, and he was just saying that. Uh, Bell is doing the right thing because uh, the age 
for running backs is like what they cap out at like 27, 28. Yeah. So he, Six good years. That's about it. Yeah. So he was saying, hey, restructure it so everybody can eat. You know, all the running backs can eat because quarterbacks last for like fucking 50 years in the league and they're getting their money. So he was like, yeah, you need to get your money. But so that's yeah. why I changed my mind. Like, hell no. Nah. But after he said that, I was like, all right, I get it. But at the yeah. same time, as someone who could use millions of dollars, I'm like, bro, <laughs> get your fucking money. What are you doing? Like, the, the, shitty, the shitty part about being a running back is like they get the most out of you on your rookie contract. And then that second contract, they're not trying to pay you because, okay. like you said, once you hit like 26, 27, you start going downhill with quarterbacks. After you get done with your rookie deal, they're looking to pay you a hundred million dollar contracts. Yeah, you don't even have to be great to get a hundred million dollar contract as a quarterback. You can just be perceived to be average. You got Matt Stafford and Kirk Cousins making hundreds of millions of dollars, Ten, and yeah. and no one really thinks that they're great at what they do. And if I'm a running back, I'm looking at that. I'm like, yo, we got to change this. And this could Le'Veon Bell could be a pioneer for running backs to get running backs paid. And if that's the case, then I'm I'm for I'm I'm always for players getting paid. Like if you can get, especially in NFL, if you can get paid, if you can get your money guaranteed, do what it takes to do it. Yeah. But someone's gonna pay him though, because you you don't like players like that don't just sit around and not get signed and people can be like oh well Le'Veon Bell he's a selfish player are, are you sure he's gonna want to stay I guarantee you if you if he was able to walk back into that Steelers locker room and suit and suit up they would gladly block for him they would gladly throw him the ball because they know how talented that dude is and even even if you keep James James Conner on the roster how how sick would it be to have James Conner in the backfield and then Le'Veon Bell lined up wide with Antonio uh, Brown and Juju, Juju Smith? Like that's that's, that's scary. scary. That's scary. Like, <laughs> that's a that's a top offense in the NFL if you replace Ben Big Big Ben with an average quarterback. Like that's a good offense. Yep. I'm still nothing about his but I knew I knew once they drafted James Conner, like like this if thing. Bell. Huh? I didn't I didn't hear what she said. Yeah. I'm what were you saying about Conner? Oh, well I was saying about James Conner. I said when they drafted him, I knew there was this this cycle was gonna happen because you know, once once your team drafts a, a running back like in the third or fourth round, you know that they drafting your they pretty much gonna draft that's the future. And you know, a lot of people didn't like me saying this. Even last year when we drafted Brian, well, Brian Hill didn't pan out like we wanted him to be. But you know, even with this year, they drafted with again with another running back. And I'm thinking like, oh, well, maybe trying to, you know, either Coleman or Freeman, somebody's going – some one of those players is going to have to go because they are drafting someone to replace what we have already. And you got to think about it. Freeman was drafted in, what, 2014? Yeah. 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 He's yeah. been in the league for four years. So, like we said about that shelf life, these running backs, six years. So, 
you know, he's he got two more years, and not to mention all the injuries and stuff he's been piling up. So, yeah, you always gotta have uh, depth at running back because they get hurt because they're always <laughs> when they get the ball, everybody is trying to hit them. Right. And, I'm, and I'm glad we drafted Edo because what if we didn't? You know, right. we would have been we would have been screwed in the run the game. Stuck. Screwed. I mean, y'all might have got Le'Veon Bell though. No, we ain't got Olivia no, no Bell money. <laughs> exactly. Right. You broke as shit. But when and if Le'Veon walked back into that locker room. He needs to make a beeline and punch the shit out of the people who stole his stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think First they stole it. I, I think they were just like being funny, tongue in cheek. And then, I do too. They, yeah, they just probably just put it back after after they put up the cameras. I mean, they, they, got, money to, they got money to afford Jordan Cleese too. Like, oh, they, you know, and those got to be team issue, though. Yeah, you yeah. know, they pay me too now. They look like they're serious to me. Yeah. Now, but the, the, the pre he like he was like joking around <laughs> to me. Well, I don't know if y'all are gonna do the uh, what the uh, the the worst tweet from uh, Falcon Twitter. I I did I did see one during the game, and it was essentially saying that um, he said this is why. We don't need Julio Jones scoring touchdowns because when he scores, we lose. And I was just like, bro, come on, man. <laughs> but did he score a touchdown last week against the Redskins? You know, exactly. He but, did. So but, I, that, that's what I was just like, that doesn't make any sense. Well, I, I, I think they probably meant in the sense of like him scoring early because the one against Washington, it was just the icing on the cake. But I guess because we scored early, it kind of probably threw off everything else. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make any it, sense. It, it, was, it does. when, when is scoring touchdowns a bad thing? When did that happen? When did that become a thing? I mean, it's it's a lose lose with, with Julio because either either people are going to complain that he doesn't score touchdowns or people are going to complain that he scores touchdowns. So I mean, it's 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 no. It's no, no, I I know the only people that are complaining when he does score touchdowns is Falcons fans again. Falcons fans are the only ones that are complaining about touchdowns by Julio Jones. It's it's crazy. I didn't know it was like this until I started. Like the more people from Atlanta that I followed, the more whoa, I started whoa, whoa. to see how whoa. it is. Whoa, whoa! Are they actually from Atlanta? Falcons fans. I'm assuming they're from Atlanta, but a lot of them are Falcons fans, and it's just it's a whole nother world, man. It really is. It's insane. I've never seen a fan base complain about having good players so much. <laughs> and it, you know, honestly, I would, I would, I would understand it if they were complaining about, you know, what? Hey, we're throwing the ball to Julio too much. Like he's getting twenty-five targets a game, and Calvin Ridley's not getting any looks. You know, Mohamed Sanu's not getting any looks. I, I could understand that because I could see how that would mess up the flow of the offense. But Julio Jones, he averages eleven targets a game. That's this season. That's on average, and that's. For a top flight number one receiver, that's that's I think that's fairly average. I would I would say like I'm I'm assuming Odell Beckham's probably getting ten targets a game, Antonio Brown's probably getting ten targets a game, Michael uh, whatever his name is from the from Saints is probably the same thing. So I don't see it as that. 
him scoring a touchdown, I, you're not going to convince me that Julio Jones putting points on the board is bad for the Falcons. And the only person I've heard say that is a Falcons fan. Yeah, we're we're very very fickle. irrational. You know what? Yeah, yeah. I, I I give you that. Yeah, some some the the masses of the fan base are irrational, and I, I hate it because it's like it gives. Makes you look bad. Yeah, exactly. And, the, it, and it's like it's like it's like just stop talking, like because like like you say, it just makes everybody look bad. I mean, I get it. Like the Falcons. Falcons fans have had a rough history with this team, so I can understand them wanting to lash out at every little thing that happens. But y'all have an MVP quarterback, and y'all hate him. Okay, no, <laughs> honestly, as crazy as as it may sound, people wouldn't hate Ryan if he wasn't if he wasn't, you know, Caucasian. And that that's it. it may sound crazy, but I promise you, that's the guy in the street. I I guarantee you, if if in if in some alternate universe the Falcons ended up with Cam Newton instead of Matt Ryan, they, they would they would love Cam Newton. Exactly. They would exactly. love him. They would build a statue for that guy. That, that's that's the that's the dumbfounding like like even thought. It's like what like why? Like because he can run? Because Maybe. he, he, he can run Atlanta. over people? He, right. I mean, he's from that area? But I mean, I don't. I don't care if you're from Atlanta. If if, if you never had back to back winning seasons, and granted, he may get that this year. But but it's like it's like like where's the team success? Like that's all that matters. The team success, like the individual player, that doesn't matter. As long as they're they're contributing to the team success, that's all that should matter. Like, but yeah, it's 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 stupid. But even with the Panthers, when when they went. To those three, those three year divisional championship things, and when they had a Super Bowl run, um, well, they, they didn't win it, but still, like the Panthers, they had a great defense. That, that's that's what people don't realize either. Everybody on their defense had like somewhat of a career year, but and everybody and after after that Super Bowl, they they pretty much had a fire sale and got rid of everybody, including Josh Norman, mm-hmm. right. But people want they just want to make some like, oh, Cam carried that team. No, he did not. That 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 pass rush and they had like hella turnovers that year on on um that defense caused had like hella turnovers. So it's like it all wasn't on Cam. That team as a whole just bought the, the hell out. That they just caught fire. Everybody just had like career years that year. But but people don't want to realize that part. Yeah, that is a fact about them goddamn kitty cats over there. I got one tweet um, to read. I know the Don, he was on his ass earlier um, today. It's from Armani Unlimited. This dude is just all types are wrong. Like, he has no idea what he's talking about. He said, oh, nah, Stark, you got some explaining to do. We got over 20 million invested in this offense, and your ass is only putting up 10 points against the damn Browns. Nah, man, give me that damn playbook like right fucking now. And I said, like, ooh, we scored 16 points. Right. Like, first of all, we scored 16 points. That's first. Second of all, 
the defense allowed the Browns to put up 28 points. That don't got shit to do with the offense. So what the hell are you talking about? Like what? Well, Sark did have some dumb plays at the goal line. He did. Yeah, but every everybody from all the coaches to the players to the water boys, the towel boys, the damn equipment managers, everybody in the Falcons organization got down was bullshitting on Sunday. Let's just keep let's just keep it one hundred. Yeah, I agree. Like we can't just single out. And I told people I'm not going to just single out one person. You know, you go, you go, you're going to put flaws in, in one. You go call out somebody's flaws. A person's flaw, call out everybody's flaws. So we can't just sit up here and say, "Oh, it's Sark's fault. Oh, it's Matt Ryan's fault. Oh, it's um, Alfred's fault." Like, no, everybody didn't play well. When you everybody knows to play well, that's what happens. We're going to lose. We're going to lose just like we did to a, a basic team. Yep, that is a fact. So that is all the topics I have for this episode. This is actually a very great episode. A lot of y'all were like, last week, were like, oh, my God, y'all aren't talking about football that much. Well, shit, we can have fun from time to time. Hopefully, this got your football um this that you want and hopefully we gave that to you on this episode i've got to get out of here because it's cold and my nipples are so hard right now they can cut glass because i'm in the car and it's supposed to snow i know that's too much information oh my god oh my god so i think i can say these things plus i feel like it anyways uh thank you guys so much for coming on thank you for our special guest everyone give your Twitter, starting with our special guest. Where can the people follow you? All right, so Twitter, it's a long one, but it's K O F I 4 N X C H A N G E. And if you like YouTube, check me out. It's the neighbors, T H E N A Y B O R Z. And I appreciate y'all having me tonight. It's been fun. It has. Uh, Don, Twitter. Yeah, I don't want to get it out. <laughs> Whatever. Everybody knows Josh's Twitter. We don't even got to go there. And if you they didn't block Marcus already, his Twitter is, what is it, Marcus underscore Sniffles? That is, is that correct. It? That is correct. Yep. You can go block him. Damn. And you can follow me at LethalSaint underscore on Twitter. And Thanks for listening. Oh, share this shit with, like, your friends and stuff. Don't share it with your kids. Um, if you know me personally, don't share it on Facebook and let my parents see. They know I do this, but I don't want them <laughs> listening to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I be cussing too much and saying wild stuff, and I need to appear like the perfect angel that I am. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, share it, retweet it, like it. Leave us comments. Like, we won't bite. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I might sometimes do say some really stupid shit, but we're so close to the end. We're so close. Like, the, <laughs> with the nipples, and now we're biting people. Like, let's just, let's just get out of here. But it is cold, okay? I came out here for you guys. Y'all better be fucking appreciative. I've been freezing my ass off. 
Like, I swear to God, my vagina can just fall off. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. True. So close. So close. (laughs) Didn't we almost have it all? Almost had it all. (laughs) 